ladies and idiots. This is the Fade to Gray podcast. Everything will be aces. Let's get faded, guys. Hell yeah. He has many, and I mean many, leather-bound books on shelves made of rich mahogany. Now you've heard of gay conversion therapy. Well, this is gray conversion therapy. I think you're gonna like it. I'm not braver than you. I'm just drunker than you. And you're fabulous. You deserve to be told you're fabulous. What do you think about the podcast? It sucks. Nice. Hey, what's up? It's Faye DeGray live from Dallas, Texas. We're here in our Airbnb and we're just chilling. We've got uh, Melanie Studley here. Say hello, Melanie. We've got our live audience. We've got four people here. What up? (laughs) This gorgeous house we got here in Dallas, Texas. We got this gorgeous Airbnb, three stories, rooftop access. It is just awesome out here and we're here basically supporting the Bad Christian Con, hanging out with our friends that we know from Facebook and Marco Polo, it's pretty unreal. And podcast families like Anatomy of Marriage. <laughs> what? what? Yes. How about the fact that none of us had ever met each other in person until like two days ago? I'm That's in insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not totally true. And, and a year ago, like, yeah. yeah, Bad Christian Con actually met uh, Melody and Seth, yeah. and we went and ate at a barbecue place in Tennessee. And I had no clue she, she was, was a speaker. Or the, uh... After lunch. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> well, the barbecue place couldn't have been near as good as what we ate today, I'll tell you that much. The, oh, oh, the, the pecan. See, you said it you like a West pecan? Coaster. My husband. No, my husband taught pecan. pecan. It's pecan. Yeah. Weirdos say pecan. I'm California, so weirdos say pecan. Pecan. Southerners say pecan. What are you from England? I I was told a pecan is what you use in the restroom, but I don't know what. Uh, Yeah, I I was told that's how your restroom is. Like as you're driving, like from East Coast to West Coast, you have a pecan. (laughs) Gatorade bottle. Well, welcome, Melanie. Thank you. Absolutely. So. I'm not going to lead this off. No, I want I, you to lead this. Elizabeth, I, I Elizabeth has with, the most. Uh, this is crazy that we're all here together. Yeah. I think this is the first time that uh, like we've ever done a round table. We're all in the same room. So this ought to be very interesting. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, Mela, you're the expert here. I mean, so maybe you can, how many round tables have you done? I honestly don't think I've done any live. They're always like on Zoom or Skype. So it's super weird to actually be like everyone has a mic and we're all sitting in front of devices. It's trippy. Yeah. We can't, we can't turn our camera off and make faces and well, stuff. Well, you feel like you should be looking down at your phone yeah, while we're doing this. Like yeah. we're, it, you're, it's weird to look is, at other yeah. people Absolutely. while you're doing this. This is weird. definitely surreal. <laughs> it is very fun. I am fully clothed for the first time ever. I'm willing to bet. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's get this rolling. (laughs) All right, guys. So we wanted to take advantage of the fact that we're in the same area as Melanie Studley and get you guys a chance to meet her. So here's what I know about Melanie. (laughs) Like Omar said, we met a year ago, and I come to find out she's famous in my eyes because (laughs) she podcasts. (laughs) And she's a podcast editor, Mm -hmm. and she has her own podcast. And we're going to talk about um, how she got into it today and... So the real work, the real work behind oh, it and let you talk Anybody about your podcast as well. Yeah. So before I really, we'll, we'll just go, go for it. Yeah. So how did you get into podcasting? Like what's the story behind that? So, uh, it all started with my really, really terrible marriage. So it's going to sound like a sidetrack, but it's not, uh, my husband and I have been married for 15 years, but in the first couple of years of our marriage, uh, it was so terrible that I gave him a black eye. Damn. It was really bad. And we were on our way to divorce, but we decided that we didn't want to get a divorce. And so we went through this just 
horrendous time of what is called atypical domestic violence. I was actually harming my husband and we got through it. And then when we got through it, we're like, how the crap did we do that? How did we not get divorced? It was prayer, right? That's the only way to get through that. And, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Don't even need to talk anymore. Do you think that maybe, <laughs> so do you think that maybe some of that, I guess, like violence and maybe some of the roughness of the first couple of years of your marriage had anything to do with religious trauma or, or anything to do with religion? Not from my side. I was not raised really religiously. My husband was. Yeah. From, he's from the South. I'm from Seattle. Oh. And so, uh, so... you're a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like hence pecans. the tattoos and pecans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's why we started... That's why I started podcasting was that we, we asked ourselves, how the crap did we get through this? And I forgot to mention, my husband is a marriage and family therapist. Wow. So we went through all of that while he was a MFT, LMFT, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. And so I was like, we need to document this process because it's not anything I'm hearing. And when I when we were going through it, all I wanted to hear was stories from anyone who had a shitty marriage, right. not a good one, yeah. not the like people up on the stage who are like, I pray for my husband five times a day. Right. Sorry for the Southern accent. That was rude. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I, so it was basically out of necessity where it was like, I want to record this journey and help people through it. So I need to learn how to do podcasting. Yeah. I wanted it to be a podcast. I, I am obsessed with podcasts. We can talk about which podcast we listen to because I can talk about that all day. Yeah. But um, that was really my sort of entry. It started with recording on my phone. Okay. Now, how do I get that onto my computer? GarageBand was the only thing I had. Okay. How do I edit? And then it was like the next step. Okay. Logic Pro 10. Yeah. Okay. The next step. Pro Tools. Oh. Right. But I mean, but there was lots of years in between that, wow. but that's how we started. So how did you know to even look up those programs? Did you have a musical? Matt background? Carter. <laughs> yeah. No, we talked to Matt. It was a really weird sort of like divine feeling thing where we called up Matt one day and we wanted, we only called him because we were like, Hey, we're going to start a marriage podcast. We want to use an Emory song, but we knew it was not legal to just take it. Right. right. So we're like, Hey, can we get one of your songs? Like whatever. Cause my husband was the former drummer of Emory. And so the, we called him out of the blue, didn't have any clue. We just said, we're going to use your music. Is that cool? And he's like, well, what are you making? What are you, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, we're going to make a podcast about our shitty marriage and how we got through it. And he's like, well, there's a company who's asking me to make a podcast about marriages. Do you want to be that? Do you want to do that podcast? Wow. So I right know. out of the gate, we were getting paid money to do it, yeah, which we don't get nice. paid anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so that was part of it. That was like, okay, well, we need real equipment. We need to actually know what we're doing. We need to have like the you know, audio, 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 digital audio workstation stuff. So that was how, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. That's but you, you just figured it out. And you were t- tutorials, YouTube. Oh, or yeah. Drawing or were you yeah. calling Matt? Hey, I called hey, Matt hey, a lot to understand, um, honestly, the basics of how computers work. Yeah. Like, how do you share a file? Because yeah. I literally <laughs> had no clue. Like, I don't know how to get this stuff to my computer. So I called him for a lot of those things. Like, how do I import? What is an import versus, a, you know, or like bouncing versus exporting? Yeah. What yeah. are those and right. why are they different? But it was like, I was the queen of YouTube tutorials. There's a, There's actually a podcast called uh, podcaster studio that teaches you how to do po- it teaches you things like threshold and all these like nice. all that stuff um but i also did i did storyboarding uh stuff with alex bloomberg has a storyboarding uh video series on creative live i also listened to there's a uh final cut pro not final cut pro sorry that's video pro, pro what is it pro, 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 pro not pro logic, tools. Pro. logic pro 10, logic pro 10. tutorial 
on Creative Live or something. I watched all of those like over and over and over again. But yeah, it was I'm all self-taught. Yeah. And so I do want to get into talking about like the labeled podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. But first, let's do go over some of the podcasts that you listen to. So what are some of the biggest podcasts like influencers in your life? For sure, Radiolab. I love Radiolab. I also love... Is that done by NPR? Uh Uh-huh. Invisibilia. There's... And uh, what is it? There's Science Versus... Let's see. Radiolab Invisibilia, Science Versus Serial. Uh, oh, Serial was great. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's actually how I got into podcasts. Yeah. yeah oh, Serial is so good. And then what's the other one? S Town. Did you listen to that? Oh, S-Town? yeah. That was great. <laughs> so good. So, all of those shows, like, but Radio Lab is my biggest sort of like audio inspiration, like how they format their shows, the way they use music, the way they use, like, actually compose music for their shows. Right. Um, everything, how they structure the way they do their narration is like scripted, but it's not. And, so that's how that informed podcast uh, labeled a lot. The way that uh, Radio Lab works informed how labeled is produced. Okay. Yeah, and obviously you and Matt were friends before you yeah. started working on labeled. So did, were you surprised when Matt came to you and said, "Hey, you know, I've got this podcast that Tooth and Nell wants me to do." Like, how did that work out? How did he <laughs> ask you to do it? Oh gosh, what a story! So he was helping, like I said. So he was actually on season one of Anatomy of Marriage. Yeah. He was like a third person on our podcast. And part of it was like, we're working through this audio process with Matt, but he was actually helping us with the relational side because he became like a translator between Seth and I. He grew up with my husband. They're best friends from, you know, childhood. So he became this like cool third person in the episodes anyway. So I was talking to him about how do we format the show? How do we structure it? How do we put in these interviews? But then on top of that, what is the content going to be? What is this episode going to look like? So he was talking with me for Anatomy and Marriage about all of those things anyway. And it was right when they were starting the concept of the labeled podcast. They were like, we want to do a podcast about tooth and nail, but we really don't know what we're doing. And at the time, it was a totally different format. It was Aaron Lunsford, Toby, Matt, and I think that was it. Actually, Billy Power had started it. um, And he was doing a highly narrated form. It was like, I don't even know if an episode of his released. We had, I, I listened to a, like a rough mix of the one Billy Power did. Totally different. Almost all narrated, like um, very much like factual, mm-hmm. like you didn't have real mm-hmm. people interviewed on it. It was like, but it was good, yeah. but it was totally different. And so Matt basically threw like hours of just like this, you know, we mention a band in this conversation. What should we do with it? I'm like, what are you talking about? What should we do? You have no storyline, like no plot. <laughs> so in the very formative like months of the podcast, it was a mess it was like it was like you were solving a murder just trying to yeah and it was like hours and hours of like nonsense interviews that didn't have any order or structure they didn't point to anything but it was just the stories rumors and legends of tooth and nail records so we're like i don't know just talk about whatever which is fine but that so yeah it started out just like this crazy jumbled mess and matt was he really was just pulling me in and saying we don't know how to make this come together we all have ideas. We all talk, but we don't know how to like make it a thing. Can you help me make it a thing? So it was this really weird back and forth process. So you were in on it on the first season? Or yeah, right from the very beginning. The beginning yeah. I mean, they had ideas about it before I was sure. a part of it, but right from the get-go, I don't think any episodes aired that I didn't participate in. And that was happening at the same time as your... Sorry, yeah, apparently somebody got shot out here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the sirens in the background, we apologize. It's authentic. <laughs> it sets the space. Yes. Now we all know right. we're in Dallas. Yes. <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying though? 
So that happened was happening at the same time as Anatomy of Marriage yeah. season one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was That's all crazy. at the same. Yeah, it was really crazy. A lot of learning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Matt would give you how many hours worth of audio that you'd have to go through. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about, about this. Um, so in the very beginning, it was it was mostly like it would be like three to four hours of like. Like there'll be an interview with this guy from this band and then Toby and Matt and Aaron talk for another, you know, he'd always be like, I'm going to give you 45 minutes. Oh, it actually is 90 minutes. Sorry, it'll, but it'll be easy. And I'm like, whatever. So it turned out it would always be like three plus hours at the minimum in the for seasons one and two of Labeled. And it was like no storyline, no plot, no objective. Just here's a bunch of things we talked about. Put it together. Yeah. So I was like, and this is okay. all on top of what you were already doing with your own podcast. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. God. I mean, I enjoy it. I like audio, <laughs> so yeah. it felt felt nice. But then as we've progressed and we've gotten, we went from season one where I said, "Hey, I think the format where," and I love all these dudes; they're all my friends. But the format where Toby was just giving his opinion about bands was actually kind of damaging to like how the band's story was being presented mm-hmm. because yeah. it wasn't sure. it wasn't like a it was subjective. It was very subjective. And it was like, this This is his thought on it, yeah. not the truth of what happened or the band's perspective of what happened. So I said, we have to change that. Like, that isn't helping the people that we're interviewing and it's not helping. It just wasn't helping. So we changed that format, which was hard because then you're almost starting over. You're not, ha- you don't have three hosts. You have one. You have Matt. And then we've got to script his stuff. It's not a conversation anymore. How do we do that? Right? So it, it, go, it went from being... I'm taking all this audio of conversations like this, and then I'm I'm ter- turning that into a story. But now I have to start all over. Now it's I'm I have to find a story. We got to get an interview, and then we're taking and narrating and scripting. And this is all being communicated over emails and oh yeah, computers. Phones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So None in, of it's in real time. Yeah, uh, yeah. which yeah. makes everything double or triple the amount of time it should take. Yeah, or just trying to figure everything out is a bigger mess. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh wow. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, well, I mean, you learn. <laughs> so a typical uh, episode of Labeled is about 45 minutes. Yeah. How much work would you say that you put into oh editing a typical episode? Because it's probably 10 hours. Sure. Most people don't realize how much it takes yeah. to actually go in and do that. They just hear 45 minutes worth of, of audio and think, oh, that probably just came together. They don't even think about it. No. But behind the scenes, what are you thinking? What does the process look like? Yeah. Like, tell us a little bit more yeah, about that. Like, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. All doing oh, is talking. Yeah. I can, I can do that. I can sure. talk better than that. Yeah, I'm a better talker. Um, Yeah, so I think of the labeled episode about the Milwaukee um, venue. uh, What is it called? The Rave in Milwaukee. And it was a Halloween episode. Oh, yeah, the haunted one. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. And so episodes like that, there's so much found audio in there that we didn't capture ourselves. So you're going through YouTube and you're like, live ghost hunting Milwaukee search. Nothing <laughs> live, so and so at the vet, like or MXPX episode we recently recently put out. Like I'm literally like searching in YouTube, MXPX live 1997, yeah. MXPX live 1998. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one, and then I rip it off of YouTube, and I got to figure out how to EQ it and put it into the episode, and then we have Matt always has like, oh, I had like five minutes with. Mark Solomon from Stavesaker or whatever. I'm going to send it to you. See if you can fit it in. So you have like all these files, all these different, and they're all over the map. They're not about one thing. They're like about 500 things. And and I have to have the ability to like, it's like a giant puzzle, yeah. but I don't need all the pieces. I only need like 
45 minutes worth of pieces <laughs> and I've got four hours worth of pieces or seven hours worth of, and I'm not even kidding. Like we've had episodes I'm trying to think of what one it was. There was like seven hours of tape wow. for 45 wow. minutes. You had to go through all of that. Yeah. Kind of you used to too. listen to all of it. Was go it the with... Cornerstone ones that you did? Yes, it was yes. Cornerstone. That's what it was. Yeah. Cornerstone was massive. Those oh, episodes were huge. Yeah. Those were my favorite. I'm I glad. I like the interviews with May because they're my favorite band in the whole wide world, and I get to see them. You got to tonight. see I'm them. So excited. <laughs> I yeah. got to today. But um, no. Uh, but the Cornerstone episodes, it was just took me back to high school. Yay! I, that was my goal. It was awesome, and I told my brother too because he was one of the guys that went with me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Mark, you have to listen to these episodes, and he listens to the podcast too. Uh-huh. Hope that he's as soon as I told him, you have to catch up. He's like speed yeah yeah no it was really cool because i'd never been to cornerstone like i didn't grow up in this scene yeah um and like i said i'm like by default just by association of my husband know all these people and so like seth went to cornerstone when we were dating i think but i never went and so i had no idea what it was so i come in totally blind i have no idea who these people are Yeah. yeah like i met day uh what the may guy what is his name uh david yeah i met him today and had no clue who he was, but I knew I had edited his voice. Right. I'm like, I know you're in May. You're someone in May. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I've edited stuff from Dave Elkins. <laughs> You've actually edited my voice, too, because I called in for that episode and told a story about Zayo. Yes. And I even said, this is Chris from the Fade to yes, Great Podcast. Did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I thought, there's no way they're going to leave that in there, but I'm going to try anyway. And you did. I did. Yeah. That was very nice of you. That's yeah. actually why we're having you on. <laughs> just, to, just to thank you. It's just for that. I Yeah, no, I actually picked that. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. I have like a million credit reads. Those are like our credit reads and yeah. ads, stuff like that. Like, that's another thing. That's another element. Like, people don't think. That doesn't land in the session on its own. Of course not. <laughs> to, right. to import it and go through it and edit all of those. And then on top of that, once you get the the audio where you want it, you go back and you polish it even further oh, by yeah. adding in, you know, instrumental music on mm-hmm. top of that. And you just do so much work mm-hmm. and it's evident because your so product is superb quality. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I mean, you have just definitely proven how good at podcasting you are. Thank as, you. you know, especially in the editing area yeah. of it. So um, certainly something that we strive to also do is have good quality. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we look at a podcast like labeled mm-hmm. as the model for what we should strive for. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is music is a huge part of it. And what's really cool, like, so if there are podcasters listening to this who want to do stuff with music, it's kind of tricky because you have to have licensing to do it. Um, luckily I work for the label, right? So I don't need to get licensing for these songs that have a whole, you know, all of their music available to me. Yeah. Um, but there are cool resources like, what is it? Soundstripe is a website. It's like $10 a month. And they have just a ton of music you can download and use in podcasting. And I, that's one of my favorite things. That's we one have of Heath Dills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Um, and so that's one of my favorite things, though, is the musical side of doing labeled. It brings me so much joy. Like I was talking to, actually making the Cornerstone episodes. Yeah. I was talking to Matt about it. And it was like, there is nothing I could enjoy more than this. Like I'm, oh. I get to put people like Elizabeth yeah. <laughs> back into her high school years yeah. with music. I can feel how good this feels, and I wasn't even there. Yeah. And I get to put you back there, and I get to listen to cool music. And you know, I mean, I just love all of it. I love all of the elements of it. But it is a ton of work, and oh, you've yeah. got to know how to use the programs you're working in, and they can. I a mean, a lot I, of trial and error. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. 
But How many times have you lost a file that you desperately needed? Well, you know what's funny is that the very first episode of Anatomy of Marriage, I lost Matt's entire track, and I couldn't find it. I bet you money I could probably find it now. I bet it's on my computer. But <laughs> back then, I had no idea, and so I had to, like, rewrite all of it because we couldn't re-record it. But it hasn't happened too, too often because I have, like, backup hard drives and working hard drive. I mean, I'm, like crazy about it it's a, it but it's scary that when yeah. you think I, on the flight here i'm working on the oc supertones episode right now and on the flight here i was like i think my i think my computer messed up and when oh, i got to the hotel no. i was like please god let all my work be there and it was so oh, yeah. that's good yeah yeah that would be a nightmare oh it's so much work to lose yeah yeah but it doesn't have much so let's talk equipment yeah what do you? <laughs> <laughs> you that question? I don't know That's my equipment right there. Yeah, I'm holding it. <laughs> well, let's say okay. So for people out there that are looking to start a podcast, what do you use? Yeah, what are the, what's what the equipment need? they need? It depends on what you're doing, and that's the one thing that having. Okay, I love Matt Carter. He's a terrible teacher. He was like, "Well, you can use anything. What do you want to do?" And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? I want to record. I want to record my voice. Well, how do you want it to sound? What are you talking about? I don't Good. know. I just want it to be recorded. So I would say, get the easiest equipment you can that works with the stuff you've got, because yeah. you can get complex crap right sure. out the gate, and you won't know how to use it. Right. So like when we started, like I said, it was on my iPhone. The first mic we ever got was a Yeti, a blue Yeti. Has like I bought it for my friend actually. Um, I just had like crappy headphones that came with it and we just use, we have Macs, you know, I have a MacBook or whatever and we use GarageBand. So that's how I started. There was no problem with that. I made all of our podcasts with the Yeti and GarageBand and the MacBook. And so that's, you don't really need more than that unless you want it to sound different because the right. Yeti has a very specific, you know, it's omnidirectional. You can change the direction, you can change the pattern of the microphone. But it does not sound the same as an SM58 handheld, whatever. So there's, you know, you can change what you get depending on what you're wanting to do. But there is no set thing. Get the thing that works, yeah, you know. Yeah, that works. That's good advice. But hey, we can use what we've got, so that's good. Yeah, I like that. And for those who are thinking about starting their own podcast, what advice would you give them for how to even just start up? Yeah, I think from there's two different sides on that. Like there's the technical side and then there's the, like, what is the show itself? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to do? Uh, maybe there's three sides because I think format of shows is really important. What is the structure of your show? Like even Bad Christian does like they did for a long time. The, you know, what is it? Damn news. Yeah. And then they did whatever Joey's segment was or I can't even remember the names of anything, but they did segments, yeah. right? Interviews, segments, talk about stuff, whatever. There's a structure to that. It's not like it just happens. They set it up that way. Mm -hmm. So there's that's the one thing, like one of the things you want to think about going into it. Like what structure do I want? Is it just a conversation? That's fine. Is it a conversation where we do question and answers at the end? Okay. Is it a thing where we interview someone and then we do this and then we, is there music in it? Right? So there's all of those things to consider. That's format and structure. Then there's the equipment side. Like, do I want to be mobile? Do I want to have a studio? What do I want? That's all important. The best studio ever is a closet, like a blanket over your head in a closet. That's how I did almost all of season one of Anatomy of Marriage before I figured out 
different microphone techniques and stuff like that. So hopefully whenever people go back and listen to Anatomy of a Marriage now, they're yeah. going to picture you in a closet yeah. with a blanket over your head. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Trying to get the best quality audio you can. Yeah. I have pictures of my kids, my son's bunk beds. I would like drape blankets from their bunk beds and be talking into a blanket with my computer right in front of me because I was like, I had a dead in this yeah. room. But um, so that's that's yeah, one thing. Mom's in my bed again, recording a podcast. <laughs> she won't stop talking. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps talking about giving you a black eye. It's super weird. Um, but so there's that side of it too. But then also the content side, like what are you actually trying to say? Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times people think when they listen to a podcast, oh, I could do that. Yeah. It's harder than it seems. Absolutely. It's harder than it seems to do if you're wanting to do it well. You can do it poorly. Sure. But if you want to do it well, you got to really think about what am I trying to convey? What is this for? Who is this for? Who is my audience? That's a really big one. Like, what's your avatar or whatever that weird thing people say is? Like, who are you selling or making this podcast for? Yeah. It's a big question to ask yourself. What's is it for you and your neighbor? It's a different thing. Is it for you and 7,000 people? Mm-hmm. Who is it for? So, right. yeah, it's a good question. That is a good question. And, you know, with our podcast... And this kind of goes into with people wanting to make podcasts. It may seem like you mean Seth's podcast, right? <laughs> right, oh, Seth's podcast. Because yeah. he always calls it my podcast. Well, it's because he takes ownership. With it. He likes. I, I love that about Seth. So people who would say, "Would you like to defend yourself, Seth?" It's my podcast, you. I think this is like the tenth time it's been brought up. I, I, I think it may be officially <laughs> done. I, I just one. I feel like it's done. No I tried to to advertise for the podcast to my people. Well, we, by, by we, are, <laughs> we are getting the most downloads from where, Chris? Missouri. Missouri. Missouri right where where, where do I live? St. Louis, Missouri. May I? May I? Well done. Well done. So isn't the market, wouldn't you say, like people who are thinking of starting a podcast might say, well, the market's really oversaturated with everything. Like, do we really need another podcast about deconstruction, which is where I want to go here, which is we obviously met under the guise of, of the BC club We're at a conference about deconstruction. Yeah. Right. And now we run a, like, like you said, a podcast about deconstruction and we've even been called by some people, BC junior. You mean BC's little bitch, right? BC's, BC's little, bitch. little bitch. Um, I think that we have something a little different than them. However, um, you know, does, I guess my question would be, does that mean that people shouldn't try to make a podcast about something they're interested in just because someone else is doing it? And like, I mean, what would you say to someone like that? Would you say, oh, you know, BC Junior or not, you guys are doing something important? Or would you say, you know what, maybe it is oversaturated. Try to think of your own thing. I, there, that's a great question. And there's lots of, okay. I have used podcasts in my particular life as a free resource of schooling and community in a way. Um, I'm a mom. I've got three kids. Uh, that's hard work. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. homeschool like you yeah. do. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a lot. And so a lot of my audio engineer education came from listening to Podcaster Studio, right? So that's a really niche uh, show. It's super niche. It's like, we're going to talk about decibels and threshold. <laughs> and we're going to talk about automation, and how to export your file. Like, who cares? I care. Every right. podcaster. Right? Every podcaster cares. <laughs> exactly. So I do think there's space for everyone. And I think uh, it, it's going to sound stupid. It's a, like a marketing thing that people say is the riches are in the niches. Like, the more niche you can go. Like, if you were going to start a podcast about homeschooling kids in your particular area yeah. and how to read books. I mean, whatever it I is. That would be a great segment. I mean, it, there is 
there are people in this world like I wish I had a podcast that I could listen to about dot, 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 fill in the blank. And so it's not about like, you might not become a millionaire from it. I don't think I'm going to become a millionaire from my shows, but, uh, you know, but I I think it's worth it. If your goal is to get rich, don't become a podcaster. No, but it's great community. Joe Rogan did it. I was going to say, unless you were on Fear Factor, then that's (laughs) fine. Yeah. And I mean, that's crazy. Like even thinking about that, like the download numbers, some people have. On the live streams that ends up being like... 40,000 people in the first like five minutes. Yeah. And just It's like a country, uh, like a state, <laughs> like a whole state is listening. <laughs> Montana is yeah. watching Joe Rogan. <laughs> but, yeah. but, All it, of but it's crazy to think about. And that's actually my question for you, Melanie, is mm-hmm. like, why podcasting? I know everybody has probably has a different answer to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know for me what my answer would be, but like, I mean, you're clearly passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you jump into it with excellence and you do it very well, but like what drew it to you to begin with? Why do you think you know, that it's a valuable thing to do yeah. if, if you're not making like tons of money, you're yeah. not, you're not getting 40,000 downloads in five yeah. minutes. Yeah. So like, what about it to you is like, this is something worth my time. This is something that's passionate. You said you love it. And, you yeah. know, you found this, something that you love yeah. and um, how and yeah. why. So what I, there's a multiple answers to that. And the first one, the, okay. The reason I love podcasts, there's a couple. I can do stuff while I podcast, while I listen to podcasts. I can vacuum. I can garden. I can rake leaves. And that's what I do. I'm not kidding. We live in a big, we have a big yard. We got sticks that fall from the trees. So I can work while I'm learning. I can work while I'm listening to someone share a story or um, about learning about stuff, learning about the brain science, right? Mm -hmm. Any, I can literally learn anything while I'm doing something else. And that is invaluable to me. I can multitask like genuinely that way. Um, the other thing that I find fascinating about podcasts and why I love them so much is that they are, uh, they're actually engaging your visual, like your visual cortex is working when you're listening because you're creating an image in your brain of what you think you're seeing in your mind. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So if there's a story like if I'm listening to Radio like Lab, yeah, yeah, if I'm listening to Radio Lab and Jad and Robert are talking about horseshoe crabs having blue blood, I am, I am seeing it in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm not just hearing the words and there's an, like an added level of investment brain wise that's going on, which I think is so cool. And you're learning at the same time. It's double. It's everything. It's like more than double. It's like quadruple everything fun. And so that, that's why like to me, it's so much more engaging than video. I get really tired of video really fast because I have to sit there. Yes. Um, or I have to crash my car. <laughs> right. What are they doing now? Um, and then I, t- I think too, it, it levels the playing field. Um, it's because I'm not like, I'm not pretty enough for video. You know, that's a, that, it's a, like, I don't have that's, lighting that's for video. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my hair right now isn't pretty enough for video, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but like stuff like that, where it's like video is, it brings in a bias that like, what does this person look like? Are they yeah. skinny? Are they fat? What color is their skin? What does their hair look like? Do they have fake nails, fake eyelashes, fake boobs? And then you immediately have a whole world of thought going on in your head, conflicting with what you're hearing and learning. Wow. So I think of it auditory to me as like all the way. I love it. All right. You've convinced me I'm going to start my own homeschooling podcast. Do it. I love Do it. it. It's awesome. That you should. It. Absolutely. You should. Moms yeah. need to make more podcasts too. I think that, especially that yeah. world, moms are lonely. And stuff from like that's one my one criticism about BC Club stuff is that there's not enough women, but it's not just like throw a lady in there and mix whatever. But it's like there's not a lot of moms. Yeah, there's not a lot of moms to to 
And moms are people. Yeah. <laughs> moms, moms are people, people too. too. That's a great answer though, Melanie, about podcasting because I, I haven't really thought about it that way, but just, I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of just auditorial learners. Yeah. And so for yeah. them, that's obviously going to be drawn to that more. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I work with my hands all day long mm-hmm. and I'm able to throw that in and keep working. I mean, now we have the Marco Polo community, so I'm not listening to podcasts as much while I'm working. Yeah. But that still is like restrictive because I can, I can listen to people talk while I'm working, but yeah. I still have to go back and engage with my phone if I want to like, uh-huh. but so, but the thing about podcasting for me that I think is just amazing mm-hmm. is that it's like, it's always going to be there. It's like mm-hmm. capturing the thought. I mean, like, and, and it's also cool because you can see progression, progression of yourself. Yes. Like, as you're saying, like from your first season of mm-hmm. Anatomy of Marriage to mm-hmm. where you guys are now and just looking back and like well, everything you've learned, you know, mm-hmm. through trial and error, everything that like, you know, you've experienced along the way, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't think the same way I did. But that's still valuable. Yeah. I, 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 you don't have to be ashamed of like things you've said like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, say the bad Christian guys mm-hmm. said, you know, like as an example of like just as you progress to, to a certain level, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be different people. Yeah. And then you want that for your children to see. Mm-hmm. For, you know, there's no okay to question. It's okay to grow. I yeah. Well, and sense. one of the things, so we had Dr. Dan Siegel, who is an interpersonal neurobiologist who I have a total crush on. I love <laughs> him so much. Um, he talked about the concept of the process is the content. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say it again. The process of like growth and change and learning and all this stuff is the content you're after. What yeah. better format to say, go listen back to season one, right? Like you yeah. see our process, you see in season one, I was totally mean to Seth on the podcast. I was rude to him. Yeah, I'm sorry I about d- Seth. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, my husband, yeah, right. Seth. I sorry. think that's why I like that season so much. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was so good. This is authentic. That's the great, She's a bee. That's the great thing about seasons too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, not all podcasts do seasons, yeah. but we're now in season two as well. Nice. And we can say, we can cut off a lot of fat and say, okay, we've mm-hmm. grown, we've changed. We're not the same mm-hmm. podcast. And so we actually got rid of our first first four episodes online because they just weren't who we are mm. you know yeah. Mm. yeah 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 it's cool i mean and i really think that's what people we we often and matt and i talk about this all the time in school one of the biggest flaws we have is we show students the product the end product mm. right we go oh here's the i don't know here this guy's a scientist mm. but they don't talk about what he did to get yeah, there what's the story yeah know, like how long did it take what classes did he take where did he suck? What did he have to do to when he, you know, like, was he dyslexic? What did he do then? Like, it's all of those little yeah. things that really create. Because that might help them because they might be dyslexic too. That's exactly that right. Yeah. 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 I can yeah. be a scientist too. You can be well, a scientist maybe. too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to really quick ask, given um, when podcasting came into your life mm-hmm. in correlation with your marriage, mm-hmm. do you feel, and how much you're engaged in it? Right, because you're like super involved. Yeah. So, do you feel like podcasting has saved your marriage in a way? Absolutely. Wow. Really? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. when uh, when we were first going through things, I would listen daily to the Joyce Meyer podcast. That was oh, one yeah? of the first podcasts I ever listened. I love. She's Joyce fantastic. Meyer. Mm. She's the best. Mm. If you're making fun of Joyce Meyer, I'm I gonna am. cry. I I'm used sorry. to watch her show. <laughs> I, love, I, I can read her show. books, but <laughs> I have a hard time. Listening. I'll be honest. She makes fun of her own voice, though, her. and she does. <laughs> she said, "When God was handing out voices, He gave me the wrong one." <laughs> I love it, but I, so she's great. So that was one of the things. Like she was one. Probably the stepping stone into podcasting at all was her podcast. I was listening to it when we were in the worst part of our marriage. I listened to it every day. I had downloaded both. She had a short version and a long version. I listened to both. Um, and but yeah, I think the the education that I received just from listening to podcasts and 
being able to do it while I was doing other things and not having to stop or go to a class or go to a church or whatever totally changed my marriage. And the coolest thing about it is looking back at season one and seeing our growth is trippy. It's so trippy. And like season one has a ton of music in it. It's like highly produced, right? right. So in season one, when I hear that music, yeah. it's like total, <laughs> total chemical like dump in my brain. Like my brain just goes, ah, oh, season one. Like yeah. it's weird. It's like a, it's really weird. Like it's a chemical release. Is of it because there was so things. much work involved in it? Or uh, everything. It's, just, it's everything. It's the, the process. Brains. I would have to edit my arguments with my husband. That's in wow. her, in her yeah. episodes. In, in my episode episodes. One, they were recording their arguments and putting yeah. it into the I would have to that's, edit. I mean, that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. It was so real. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it still is. It still yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And you guys well, have transitioned to IGTV a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome, too. It's hard. I don't yeah. love it. <laughs> so you've, you've heard it here. If you are in a difficult marriage and you want to rescue it, you just need to start a podcast. <laughs> for us. Grab your <laughs> iPhone and start recording. Or, yeah. or Today. listen to Anatomy of Marriage. Yeah, podcast. right. There we go. <laughs> so cool. So Anatomy of Marriage is the name of your personal podcast. Yeah. And you guys have started branching out into events. So mm-hmm. you just did one here in Keller, Texas. Yes. And you're about to do another one in a couple weeks, right? Yes, in Chicago. Yes, we're going to be in Wrigleyville in Chicago at Missio Day Church March 2nd. And it's an all-day Anatomy of Marriage event. Um, and it's going. we're going to do a live Enneagram typing. Is that what it's called? Ooh. Typing? Numbering? I'm typing? not sure. I say that right. Basically, revealing. It's almost like a reading. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a magic show. <laughs> no. So what we're going to do is I've never done Enneagram stuff. Seth is into it. I've never done it. And because every time I do it, my answers are always different. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have Justin Boggs, who's an Enneagram coach, is going to come in and he's going to do my Enneagram typing um, live so people can learn about it and uh, we can see what the process looks like. And then we're also going to do like just breakout sessions, sex and intimacy stuff, men's sessions, women's sex sessions. Sex and intimacy. Yeah. And then we're going to have Tierney's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Tierney's going to be speaking. Yep. And then we're going to do an epic dance party afterwards with an open bar. Awesome. Sounds you're doing my wife time. as well. Yes, I am. That's right. <laughs> I will be there as well, guys. So um, I'm assuming you've sold out and so nobody can come, right? No. <laughs> no, we have not. Get You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, but you can go to our website, anatomyofmarriage.com and get your tickets. You can find the links on Facebook and Instagram. I think sometimes we post them there. But yeah, we'll send links to y'all. Yeah, what's we'll the likelihood? Show, show what's the likelihood that if someone uh, enters code fade to gray, they can get like five percent off or something? I don't know. You have to talk to my husband. I don't do that side <laughs> of anything. He's the money man. I'm an audio engineer. We'll give you, we'll give you a back rub, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but people should definitely check it out. Like I said, it's gonna be in Chicago, March second, all day, all awesome, all it's the awesome. time. Yeah. So come meet me and Melanie and Seth Studley. Studley, that's right. Not, not Seth, Seth Showalter. How close, how close are you to device. Chicago there, Seth? How long does it um, take you? Like six hours. Oh, dude, oh, come hang out at least. Um, so, yeah, come see us on March 2nd. We He's going to be at Joyce you. Meyer Live. He can't be. At <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'll be that. at Promise Keepers. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well done. Yeah. So, thanks. Yeah, thank you guys so much for, um, I guess, Everyone being here together. You're, you're welcome. And thank really you to our live, our live studio <laughs> audience. Nice to be here. Yeah. 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 Quite a good time, man. Awesome. <laughs>
burping. And Melanie, thank you very much for being here and, and agreeing to do this. You probably have a million other things going on this weekend, but no. you were nice. No. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is awesome. I love talking about podcasting. So this is like been a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me talk about podcasting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, you know, safe travels on your way back. You know, you probably really should get some insurance just to make sure everything's covered. And my boy, Chad Johnson, just happens to sell insurance. And we're going to tell you about it right now. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith, and I'm part of the Fade to Gray Patreon. And I've got some great news for you. Are you paying too much for your auto, home, life, or small business insurance without having your own agent you can trust to advise you correctly? Insurance agent Chad Johnson has multiple companies to offer these products, and it's licensed in Missouri, Illinois, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, and Iowa. Call or text message him at 417-421-2925 for a no-obligation quote on any of your insurance needs. Again, that's call or text message 417-421-2925. There you go. And for all of you who went to the BCCon or spent way too much money this weekend, we also have one more sponsor that we'd like to share with you guys, and it is my cousin, Brian. So go ahead and tell us how we can get back on our budget. Hi, I'm Kara, and I'm a member of the Faith to Gray Patreon. I'd like to talk to you about an easy and affordable way to get your finances in order. Ryan from BoundlessFinancialSolutions.com can help you set up a budget, learn how to invest your money, and even help you understand retirement. And they don't just work with the individual, they work with businesses and nonprofits as well. What's awesome is they won't ever cold call you or spam your email. You tell them your needs, hopes, and dreams, and they'll provide you with their best options at your convenience. Listeners of Fade to Gray can call 413-977-9967 and ask for Brian. Or you can email him directly at brian at bfs-team.com and mention the podcast to receive a free consultation. That's hundreds of dollars in value. Services are available where licensed. Look, you have no excuse not to get your finances in order. Visit BoundlessFinancialSolutions.com and let them remove your financial fears. Um, so you guys are welcome to join our Patreon page. If you like what you're hearing, you can support us. And we know you do. No, you do. Go do it. So Dollar go to our uh, website. It's fadetograypodcast.com. It. Look for the Become a Patreon link and click on there. And you can follow the links. You can join for as little as a dollar a month to support us and let us show, show us the love. And so we had a list of a few people who have joined and recently. If you don't have a dollar, contact Seth Showalter. He said he will support you a dollar. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that the names they're about to read off, I don't think any of them have joined for just a dollar. I think they've joined for a little bit more, which is really nice. Right. Really and nice. what names are those? Melanie Studley is here to read those names. Wait, 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 Incorrectly. Because one more to add to the list. No, oh, my. Oh, yes. Like, Oh, yes. Our studio members have decided after listening to <laughs> the live our yeah. podcast, he's joining right now. Uh, all right. <laughs> the Pass the collection plate. Do you want me to say Go for it. your newest Patreons are? Yeah. We have Kara Fritwood. Kara Fritwood. Kara. Kara Fernstrong. Yeah. George Barona. Barona. Amber Dunn. Meredith Monroe. Colleen Cook and Andrew Reno. Hey. 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 All right, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so See much. See you guys on Marco Polo. That's, That's right. Patreon. That's right. We'll get you on there soon.